Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann und David Bell. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how this 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 ah fuck that's how this can start. <laughs> Listen, we just podcast together. I'm I'm I got that thing where my throat, you know, I'm yeah, I've been yeah, throated. Yeah, you got podcast throat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey everybody. Hi. Mm. Welcome to Hypecast, Woo! the show in which in which we, as in myself and Abe, get yeah. hyped about stuff and things i'm one of your hosts david bell i'm the other guy filling in abe epperson hi abe guest host abe yes and and i'm just throwing this out now we don't have a guest but this is sort of like so we didn't start with a guest if you remember Mm -hmm. and we are now ending just you and i again Mm -hmm. because this uh, uh this is closing out the abe guest host saga there can only be one and i won so i might as well dip when i'm undefeated exactly that's what i Uh, think you're like you're like ronnie cox and tng that's right you came uh you showed everybody and you 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 left what a well tom's being tortured (laughs) what a reference that everyone gets yeah thank you yeah you're killing it right now man no I, i yeah i'm the king of the podcast you are, and That's thank you, you said, so much right? for being our king uh, mm. during this last month or so. Yeah, I know, right? It's been a it's been a journey. Yeah, we've got we're all a little older and a little wiser now. I like to think uh, so. I think so too. Do you want to um before we get started, do you want to plug anything? Uh yeah, let's go to patreon.com slash smallbeans real quick and okay. uh yeah, check out some of the stuff that we got going on over there. Or just search small beans anywhere you find podcasts and mm-hmm. that will give you a little taste of what the Patreon has to offer. Cause we do a lot of the same things that Dave does. Dave and yep. Tom do. Which yep. is talk about movies and junk. It's great. Yeah, you can do you can do a s- general search for small beans, but you might get like testicle stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small beans is a term for testicles. Uh, yeah, that's why we chose it as a name. So we we made it hard on ourselves. That would be hard to search for Google. But if you right. search small beans podcast, you'll probably get something. Yeah, then probably not to, uh, like a testicle podcast. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, we do, we do have a testicle podcast in the work, but oh, hush, good. hush, mum's the word. Yes, mum is the word. Mm. Uh, uh, well, thank you again. Thank yeah. you so much, uh, Podcast King. And do you want to, one last ride, baby. Let's you want to thank ride or die. Hyper die. Produce. Hyper die. Activate. All right. Going to thank some producers, starting with the ghost of Dave Thomas. Woo. 
Thank you. Thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Oh. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Yeah. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you to Abe Epperson, a swell dude. Hey. Thank you to AJ. Yeah. Thank you to Andrew Howe, Deck the Halls with Blood. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you to Perry Tumeth says Scott never died and Scott jokes are lazy Gen X nonsense. Pick it up, pick, pick it, it up, up, pick it up, pick it up, and let's keep moving with Bob Grenville. Thank you. Bootler Bootleson. Thank you. Brian, who Tom knows. Thank you. Brockway loves the meat Millie. Mm-hmm. Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's not forget Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. And Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you. And David Knife Boot. Knife Boot. All right, let's get into this. Let's, let's right. talk about we some got, trailers, yeah, baby. We got, we got a lot of hype. We got to start with <gasps> Peter Pan and Wendy. Yes. Hey, thank God. Thank God it, we got a new Peter Pan film. Oh, I was, we were so long without one. Yeah. It was like like a year. I was starving for yeah. the little boy and the little girl to go to the place. Right. I looked <laughs> it up. There has been in the last five years, I believe, like six Peter oh, Pan yeah. films. Well, it started with like when was it? When was it that it was like Finding Neverland? Right, that was like two thousand five or some shit. Right? Who? Yeah, who at Disney specifically, but everywhere? Who in the studios r- thinks we really love Peter Pan movies? Um, like what? Wh- what's going on behind the scenes that they keep go like being like, yeah, we need more of this. And you know what audiences hate? Color. Yeah, let's saturate all of Peter it. Pan films. God, I hate it. It's so bad because it's a magical land. I mean, I know yeah. that Harry Potter did like, but that was because the story was getting darker. Even Harry Potter started with brightness and color. Yes. No, that's the whole point of Harry Potter. One of the cool things they did in that series was you watch the first Warner Brothers logos versus the last. Right. And it gets darker and darker and darker, and that's the point. That's the point. And I'd be down with the Peter Pan film that like got darker as the story went, but it's like it's just over a whole thing like carpet, right? Uh, and and that's they do just, it now like, for oh. everything for and, Beauty and, and it the Beast. It doesn't stop there, man. The one that really irked me this trailer was that the music in this trailer is one of the largest tragedies of the modern age. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is like a children's tale, yes? And the music and the sound design of this trailer sounds like it's a Nolan film or like a Transformers film. It's like, bum, 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 and You're stuff right. like that. Why are we what duplicating? Are we doing? What are we doing? What are we duplicating remember, here? Before this trailer came out, they were like, first look at uh, Jude Law's Captain Hook. And it's like, I can't see him <laughs> like, right. in this photograph. Who is that? I can't make him out. Is that someone that I should know? <laughs> Yeah, why is this yeah, why is this a Nolan film? Why is it so fucking gritty? God damn it. It's because everything's becoming one demographic. They're applying what does well across the board and applying it to all movies. Right. We should rise up and murder our oppressors. Yes, we should. No, this is one of the like one of the best evidence of like Hollywood just having no ideas. Where God they're damn. like just make it look like everything else, despite like Peter Pan, this is a story that should have its own aesthetic. And they never do. They not like, and it's yeah, all the fucking Disney ones. Just, also, yeah, we're gonna have to deal with another like six months of Matt Walsh arguing why like oh, fairies can't be black because woke. of science. Yeah, like it's gonna be real irritating. Jesus uh, Christ, the fucking people being like, look at woke corporate Disney. 
Yeah. Uh, I can't wait and to I know hear I'm, what they drudge I'm, up for this one. <laughs> right. That's like I'm victim blaming them because it's like that they should not make a movie just because they'll complain about it. So like uh, what I'm more angry about obviously is uh just that I can't fucking see anything in this trailer. That's really what it comes down to me is the <laughs> yeah. music and the 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 visuals. It just they, it seems like they suck the life out of it. And I know that yes. this is two older men talking about a children's movie like but, yes but are we but, wrong come at us exactly because like we're also people who like filmmaking and it's like from a filmmaking perspective if you want to make another peter pan okay right away it's already kind of against you mm-hmm. but okay so you have to make a new peter pan you're not adapting the disney uh, movie nothing like that what do you do you want to make it stand out from the others right look at the others what did all the others have in common they're all trying to be gritty and dark and it's like okay so why not make it look colorful and fun you know like wouldn't that be a way to start there where it's like that the whole point is like the majesty of imagination and shit right yeah i don't know yeah i don't know either it's just it's the same with like i i like the new batman but it's that thing where it's like darker make it darker Mm -hmm. darker even darker I won't, I don't want to be able to see anything, right? Uh, everything has to be darker and grittier. And it's like, every time these movies come out, like, I can't imagine the poor fucking interviews with the cast who have to like, act like this is something new and exciting. <laughs> right. When uh, they know it's, uh, well, they, yeah, don't where know. they don't, it's just another know. fucking gray ass gritty reboot hey. of a children's film or story rather. Like, I don't know, man, that's weird. I mean, honestly, this hype cast so far is getting dark. I think that we okay. should move on before this becomes a gritty reboot of hype cast. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. To, to I was the delighted haunted by this. mansion. Yes, it looks fun. Yes, it's darker than I expected. Like it, this it doesn't needs, look. This is supposed to be dark. It's the yeah, haunted mansion. It's based on the ride. Yes. Yeah. I uh I I loved the ride. I think the ride's a work of art. I've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I just think that um. The ride is you watch it. It's like a piece of theater, right? Right. This is from the director of Bad Hair, which I believe is that I believe is that horror movie about a haunted weave, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, great um, idea. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, this just I. All right. So full disclosure, I enjoy the Eddie Murphy one. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think they're both. I think they're both fun. Um, but. Or well, that one's fun, and I think this looks fun, yeah. Because it's I don't know, it looks it's got it just cool, kind of cool ideas. It seems to be doing the ride a bit. Uh, yeah, it's and and I was surprised by like the, the fact that it's you know it's very open about the fact that it's Disney, and it's right. also not scared to be a little scary. Um, mm-hmm. There what, there's been a few movies that have come out re- even recently on the hype on these last few weeks in Hypecast where it's like what was the David Harbor ghost one and stuff like that where we it's have like, a ghost yeah. yeah where I was like I don't know man and that. it's like they they didn't even they were like shying away from like being like actually terrifying and then yeah. they kind of Disneyfied everything here's Disney doing a kind of like oh yeah this is kind of for kids but also. We're going to show like fucked up ghosts and stuff. Like yep. it's pretty fucked up and it's going to be it's, scary. It's going to be fun. It has a fucking cast. It's got Rosario Dawson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Winona Ryder, Danny DeVito, Lakeith Stanfield, where yeah. I'm like, fuck man, apparently Jared Leto. So that's a shame. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. 
What is it? Are they all in his sex cult? Why is he in everything? He's just really uh, good Hassan in Hassan Minaji. And of course, Owen Wilson Owen in Wilson. his second haunted house role. I hope he gets decapitated by a uh, uh, fucking fireplace, like in the haunting. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just replay that scene. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. That's what what a fun cast. And like to me, the last thing that I have to say is, regardless of what you feel about the content, like if you watch this trailer and you're like, "Yeah, this all looks lame" or whatever, man, oh man, I think everyone can enjoy that. This is a good trailer. And it doesn't happen often on the show where I'll say this. How much is revealed the joke to like action ratio for a blockbuster type movie? I don't think I've seen a trailer this good in a while. And I'd love yeah. to hear people uh, disagree with me. But like, honestly, it has the makings of like, it tells me exactly what I need to know about what the tone is. Hits me with a few jokes, hits me with a few scares, basically shows me the dynamics of the film, doesn't overstay its welcome, doesn't do cheap shit, and also just kind of doesn't reveal too much. I don't know what the story is really. I need to know, like, what is, like, what is Danny DeVito doing in this movie? I don't really know, Um, but I know he's there, and that makes me kind of want to watch it. Yeah, for me, this is like... I want this to work. I'm rooting for I it. I want it this works, to be yeah. the next Pirates of the Caribbean. In that it's like, yeah, it's not really, it's, you know, it's obviously not an original piece. It's taken from source material. But uh, the Haunted Mansion, the ride, has an, a pretty intricate plot, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if they pull from that, which it looks like they are, uh, and if they, they make it good quality, uh, which it seems fun from the trailer. I like the bit in the hallway where every painting he goes by gets more sinister and it's just this guy come like it looks like it's doing what the haunted mansion ride did uh and it's capturing like that vibe and if it's well done uh i can't i don't know it's gonna be a mindless fun movie that we can all kind of just sit sit down turn off and enjoy uh that's what i want out of this kind of ip you know right yeah why would it be anything else you know like that's what i i don't need this to be it's a it's supposed to be for kids so it doesn't have to be that fucking scary mm-hmm. uh but it it just looks fun and this trailer like you said is very good so positive here's hoping here's hoping you yeah know, maybe they just cut the best parts in who knows yeah also it's... got a note that they skin them rink them the house gets rid <laughs> of its right. windows all and the doors. windows are gone yeah that's right that's good zeitgeisty yeah. i love yeah, it yeah, yeah yeah uh i yeah you know like maybe the writer of this watched skin rink and was like motherfucker let's throw that in there um speaking of things i i think look good uh uh, this next trailer is for swarm not the swarm which Mm -hmm. we covered this is swarm this is uh created by donald glover Mm -hmm. and one other person uh who dave finally a reboot of swim fan yes yes it kind of is it's about a young woman who's obsessed with like a i think a fictional pop star yeah um and she uh Sure, it sure seems like she's murdered somebody in the sure trailer. seems like she's kidnapped somebody and then had to murder someone in order but, to get away with it yeah and i would argue like the last trailer they don't tell you they don't show you that much mm-hmm. uh you know it, it doesn't seem like uh like it it, it seems uh a little it tells cryptic. me it tells me enough. yeah it tells me there's i'm here's what i i'm i'm worried that it's not going to go far beyond slasher and it'll just be a slasher because then they've kind of 
if they go beyond, then that will be a nice little treat. If they right. don't, like we kind of seen all of the bits, you know, like yeah, where else are they going to go? We've seen her covered in blood, what looks like to be chopping up a body in like a kitchen, you know, like it's right. like I kind of all right, so that's the level that she'll go. Now well, I know also- that. I hope they go elsewhere. Yeah, this is going to be a series. It's Janine Neighbors is the other uh, uh, creator who is also a writer for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd say, like, if Atlanta does it for you, this it's is the probably going to be quality. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm actually surprised that we don't have more parasocial like commentary movies in the horror genre. Again, not a movie. That's the only thing that makes me go, huh? Like, is yeah. this, a, this doesn't feel sustainable as a plot. It doesn't. Um, and that I'm getting really bad at determining what's what, but like, right. Given that it's been like the last five to 10 years, uh, probably even more so during COVID lockdown, parasocial, you know, relationships have become a bigger thing. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's, uh, it's, it seems like it's ready to milk. And I know there's been a few installments in movies and TV shows, but it just seems like. I was just when I when it hit me what this was about, I was like, wow, why haven't we seen more of these like yet? Yeah. It's almost like the obsession is now towards like the influencers, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Than the fans. Yeah. Um, and that is very weird that it's not explored as much. Um, yeah, from the fan point. I view. wonder if it's like whenever someone does, it always feels like like, you know, like these they're people who probably have encountered these problems. So maybe it feels too personal to tell the story for these people. I don't know. Don't know. You know, like Donald Glover um, is a is a star. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a singer. He's probably encountered some of this. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that factors into it or not, to be honest. I also like just the, you know, brief analogy that they give. It's the name of the movie, Swarm. They do this thing where the sound design, anytime she gets like ticked off at someone, you start to hear bees. Yes. You know, like they're doing a sound design thing where she she's like, they're already embedding even in the trailer. Like she is a monster of some kind. Yeah. And yeah. The, I don't know who this actress is, but she's, I, I, I love her in this trailer. She does seem like she's going to carry it with no yeah. problem. That was kind of the big thing watching this is I was like, I want to know who these people are because, uh, uh, they are popping out. Uh, mm-hmm. and so I I'm I'm for one very curious about this one. I hope I get to watch it Same at Z. some point. Yeah. Uh I have nothing else to say about it. Nope. Let's so talk about can... About My Father. Yeah, man, we're moving. We're moving, folks. About My Father. This the entire plot of this is that there's a <laughs> uh, a kid and his father is a real Robert De Niro type. Yeah. yeah. And that's a problem. And that's right. it. That is in fact seems Robert De Niro. To be it. Well, it's what the story seems to be is it seems to be like Robert De Niro and family. It's like the in-laws. It's the two families it's, it's coming together. It's reverse meet the parents in a yes, way. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, because yeah. Basically, he's just like you're Robert De Niro. You're too Italian. Damn it! I don't mm-hmm. want you to meet this other like waspy family. And he's like, Hey, what are you talking about? Uh, and then they yeah. go and they meet him and it's and it's one of those like they've made comedies like this a lot like the like there's there's always the scene like in this one where he has the jet uh thing yeah. the jet legs and his pants fall down there's like always National that Lampoon, scene yeah yeah where like i do an embarrassing thing uh but this looks you know for what it is i'm like sure 
It's funny to me though that like they they do the other side of the tracks the delineation that they do in all these shows or these movies, which is that the one side's rich, one side's like poorer. And uh, I like the observation as always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich people are stupid and silly. Uh, As if De Niro's side of the family doesn't look rich too. Like everyone to me was wearing the same rich people shit. So I couldn't really tell in the trailer who was the rich family and who wasn't until like the end of the trailer, which is funny. It's rich and slightly less rich. Yeah, exactly. It seems like middle upper upper class. Let me tell you a joke about upper middle class people. You know, like and the idea is the rich people have like peacocks and that makes them weird, and then. It ends with him fucking feeding them their own peacocks. Yeah, they really the blew that peacock murder joke in the trailer, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do like it, though. It's a literal... It's like feels like it's pulled right off of uh, one of my favorite TV shows, Peep Show, where there's a there's an arc with a dog, and it seems like it's mm. basically the same thing. Yes. I'm not saying that they just stole it or anything. Peacock, you know, in a trash yeah. can is funny, but... Uh, more than anything it's just like man they really burned that in the trailer now i know all the beats of the peacock shit it's a great great joke i wish i hadn't seen it all before i watched the movie yeah i mean i know i'm probably never gonna see this Um, (laughs) it's probably true too i and again it's it's not really anything against it it's just this Mm. feels like that de niro de niro comedies don't tend to be uh movies that i enjoy because they're all kind of it's like what is it last vegas was that one <laughs> they're all kind of like look at these old men having a heartfelt time it's it's a boomer comedy and it's that's, a boomer there's comedy. nothing wrong with that i'm not saying that in a bad way where it's just a it seems like it's a very tame you know like uh trying to aim for everyone kind of you know it's, it's family it's comedy. Families. Look at my dad. Yeah. He's 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 wacky, but not like that wacky. Yeah. <laughs> the so. joke is that he shows his dick to the family, and yeah. it's like, yeah, all right. Okay. This is all so, the family can love this. <laughs> yeah, they love dicks. You know, yeah, they love exposing they love dicks themselves, slapping against yachts. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the sh- that's the good stuff about my yeah. father. Yeah, there is a dick slapping against a yacht in this. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, it is. Speaking of uh, what Italians, yeah, we're really hitting the Italian American family comedy quotient this spring, aren't we? Apparently, because this somewhere... is look, this is like oh, this is like a darker version. Somewhere in Queens, somewhere uh, in directed Queens. and starring by Ray Romano. Yes, I so start. I want to start with the fact that Ray Romano was in a Scorsese film, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Irishman. The Irishman he was in, yeah. Yeah, I'm just realizing I really like serious Ray Romano. I think it awakens something in him. I think is what we're seeing. And I think he's got something. There's the scenes where he's watching his son play basketball, and he's kind of talking to the peanut gallery, but also yelling at his son. And uh, there's something there where it's like, it's he's still jokey, but at the same time, he's kind of human, f- human, and yeah. uh, l- l- you can tell he's flawed, uh, and you can tell that there's something in him that, like, there's maybe a rage in him. Yeah. I don't know. There's something there. I think yes, he can play to it. It feels like they're hiding something. The plot right. that they show 
is that it's a dad whose son is like a really good basketball player and then he starts dating a girl and then they break up and the son is so sad from the breakup that he doesn't want to pursue his dreams and then he like goes to the in the trailer he goes to the girlfriend <laughs> he's like could you take him back and that's as much as we see so that doesn't feel like it you do get a it vibe doesn't feel of like a lot of the movie him quitting basketball is actually something that he wants maybe because he wants him to take over like the family business right. which you know all dads want but then you can see that it's probably like that act 3 turn where he's like no he's he's not me he's his own man and if he wants to do basketball i should support him i'm going to be a right. better father that's it's what also i think the- we're doing yeah, the mom is Laurie Metcalf. So it's the battle of the sitcom stars. Good. Yeah, um, she's killing it. Yes. And I, I want him to be in... I want Ray Morano to be in another Scorsese. I want to see him kill somebody I want to see in a movie. Him as a, like, yeah. Put him in a, like, a road to perdition. Romano. Yeah. Yeah. Have him really fucking... Like, have him take John Turturro out into the woods and shoot him in the head. Oh, fuck yeah. I yeah. want that more than anything. <laughs> yes yeah please no it yeah and like that's the thing this movie so to contrast to dirty grandpa or whatever the last one was about my Mm -hmm. father this is the this is like the gritty version like it's two families again right coming together uh and there's a culture shock the lead the yeah the young woman is you know she's a she's like out of her element and she's like oh i love these meatballs and the mom's like i'll make more eat meatballs and she's like no you don't have to they're like it's too late uh so it's it's like we're italians you know we're really italian wholesome italian yeah exactly so it's got that like culture shock that clash um but this is like clearly more of a drama i would say yeah there's a little bit of like what was the ben affleck basketball movie maybe it's just basketball that's doing but there was like uh, the way back or whatever that wasn't a comedy and so this is obviously a completely different tone but the vibe is that like we're going to get redemption all over the place. Just yeah. right in your Dripping face. With it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I, I hope I get to see this one. And what I mean by that is some of these, it's like, when am I going to fit this into my goddamn life? Uh, but it doesn't look bad to me. <laughs> it doesn't look bad to me. It looks cliche a little bit. looks a little cliche. It looks a little boomery. Um, but also, I feel like I could give it a chance. I definitely is, will give yeah, it a chance. Yeah, this is like over a see it with your grandma movie, you know? Dirty grandpa, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with your dirty grandpa. See it. Go um, and see it. Speaking of things you could watch with your grandma, mm-hmm. uh, The Blackening. Hell yeah. This is from Tim Story, the director of Fantastic Four, part one and two. Jesus. He also did Shaft and Ride Along, which makes more sense. Um, it's from the writers of like Barbershop and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, this has, everybody's going off on the tagline, Mm -hmm. which is they all, they can't all die first. It's a great tagline. Yeah. It's, um, scream, but around black stereotypes and horror. Right. Right. It's, and it's also, uh, the, as, as the trailer reveals the, you know, main premise is that they find a racist horror (laughs) Jumanji. It's amazing. Racist Jumanji is it's a kind of amazing. Offer. Yeah. And there seems to be some ghost or some figure. Maybe it's supernatural. Maybe it's not. And it's just some racist. Uh, but it's because it's kind of saw esque. There's a there's a figure that kind of follows them. 
uh, who seems to be a part or is like in on it, like in the board game yeah. and on it, which is weird. So yeah. they'll, I'm sure they'll find a way to do that. And I'm sure it's probably supernatural, but it looks it's, like fun, you know? It, yeah. It, so it was one of those, like, it's a premise that my first instinct was like, is this the Wayans? Because it feels right. like a scary movie type plot. Because he goes, because it feels like a parody. Because he goes on the screen like Jigsaw style, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill your friend, um, and then I'm gonna kill you all, unless you can choose who amongst you is the blackest, and or and I'll kill them instead." <laughs> so he's a racist. Yeah. Um, and then of course we get a, a very, a very like low hanging fruit argument about who's the blackest. One of them's like, "I can't be. I'm gay," and they all go, "Ah, damn!" Like stuff like that. I voted for Trump. Um, yeah. And and my honky ass is like I'm enjoying this because yeah, of course I'm just I am. smiling and going like yeah yeah, yeah. the jokes and, are, there's like five solid jokes in the trailer though it really made me feel like Homer Simpson watching stand up <laughs> comic it's yeah. true we're so lame because so it, it is it is very I I think I liked this trailer and I want to see this fucking stupid movie <laughs> I want to see it because it looks like it's just a it's a bunch of little little puzzle boxes like as a like even you naming who is working on it from a writer's perspective makes me go ah this is going to be fun because it's it's got the right talent behind everything seem like in the trailer that it's like well you could roll a dex like 80 jokes on that oh well you can do but i bet they have a whole scene on that one you know like it seems like some of the some of the jokes are low-hanging fruit uh but it also seems but, a little sharp it, but there it seems, seems like, to be a sharpness within yeah right I, there, totally. there could have been a cheaper version of this premise, exactly it, feels it could like. be the fairly brothers version like you said exactly and i think it's important to know everybody in it i was also doing a very good job like there's just some natural performances that made me laugh like right. when they all uncover the racist game like the the, the, the reaction they have stuff like that the, where it, very, it just clearly distinctive characters in the trailer that's hard to do i mean you know yeah. like especially because it all seems like it's from the same joke bucket right exactly um, it's that i got a vibe from almost every person that i saw in the trailer so kudos to the writer of the trailer you know exactly yeah it, this is a i looked it up it's a 90 minute movie and it's like that makes sense it's not going to be too intricate but like because it really is one of those premises that's like, okay, how are you going to make this last a feature? Uh, right. But I think they will. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious about this. It's kind of got the same cocaine thi- bear thing where mm-hmm. it's like, we are giving you a premise, a very specific joke that we're starting with. And my question is, are you going to just keep repeating the joke or are you going to find gonna go a to way town. to make it fresh? Yep. Yep. And it looks like there seems to be some freshness here. Yes. But so, we'll see. We'll see. We'll absolutely. I mean, trailers see, yeah. are trailers and movies are movies. So, yeah. Um, speaking of movies. Yes. Fatal Attraction. <laughs> a remake of Fatal Attraction that but, is a but series. But as a TV show now. I did not have this on my 2023 reboot bingo card. Yeah. It's a T. All right. So the Glenn Close, Michael Douglas, Fatal Attraction in which uh, a married man has a one night stand and gets stalked is now going to become an entire show. What uh, does that mean? What does that mean? Liz, is Lizzie Kaplan just going to constantly be like, does that mean every episode is her being like, I showed up at your pl- at your place of work. I'm now here where you do, where you work out. Like she's just going to show up 
all the time because that's what fatal attraction is there's like there's like 10 scenes of her doing that and then it comes to a head and then it's over so how do they make this a show i don't know so i i assume they have a plan um and this is a regular this is a regular thing that happens right now where they do like a, a tv show based on a fucking premise of a movie where they realize like oh we know how to serialize that i just don't quite see it here uh and i think it is the responsibility of the trailer to show me how to show like me this how. is yeah. one where i'm like i'm gonna need you to show me how this is a tv show premise yeah what what i think a better way of phrasing it for me would be okay fatal attraction the 2023 trailer you just showed me a trailer for an update on a movie that is fatal attraction like a remake right uh you didn't show me a tv show version of that because all you did is just show me the beats of fatal attraction which has a con like a distinctive ending uh this feels like it will just drag on i think they're gonna probably make it go deeper and deeper and it's gonna like she's gonna be catfishing him and it's gonna be like yeah so i think it's not gonna uh prolong the plot i think they're just gonna get past the plot somehow and just keep inventing it and it'll spiral out of control. It'll spiral out and it'll get canceled after two seasons oh yeah and i'll you'll see that you'll see it in the news that was canceled and you're like oh yeah I forgot they made that, you know? Yeah. Oh, Cannery Row. Oh, yeah. Okay. You <laughs> or know not what Cannery I... Row, Carnival Row or whatever it right, was. Right, right. Yeah, that one canceled. And I was like, oh, yeah, that came out 90 million years ago. Right. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're not giving enough credit. I mean, it is a good story. Fatal Attraction's a fun movie. But um, I just, I wish they the trailer gave me more to lead me into, okay, so this is going to go deeper. Maybe they're right. trying to hide it, but like it doesn't make me want to watch it, and that's no. the job of a trailer. You know what I do think is a movie premise that could be stretched out into a series? Everything? Yeah. Dead Ringers. Okay. David Cronenberg's Dead Ringers, which just so happens to be the next trailer, because they are now making a TV show of Dead Ringers, and this is just for you, Abe, starring Rachel Weiss as twins, as the Jeremy Irons role. Look. Nothing on this green earth will be able to stop me from watching this on April 21st, only on Amazon Prime Video. I know. (laughs) You will have to pry my cold dead fingers from my computer monitor. Right. Just to keep me from this. Did you see the original? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Cronenberg. Yeah. The original is one of the most terrifying premises for a Cronenberg film. Jeremy Irons plays twin gynecologists Mm -hmm. uh, who are sociopaths (laughs) in a Cronenberg film. I white knuckled through that entire film. It was so unnerving. Yeah. Because I'm like, what are you going to do? And he starts (laughs) making like gynecological like Cronenberg equipment. And advances uh, in gynecology. It's amazing. Yeah. He thankfully never uses it. Um, and I don't want to spoil that film, but it's a very different film than I thought it was going to be. And it really comes down to like, it's kind of American psycho with twins in a way. It's these yes. two sociopaths who are obsessed with women's anatomy. And mm-hmm. now they're doing this version with Rachel Weiss. I just think like you could very loosely start with that premise and make an entire series that might work. Right. I mean, there, I think it's, we're going to be, so consider, the TV show Hannibal. I will. You know how they made that work? 
they just kept doing crimes. He just kept killing people. And we had someone like hot on his tracks, right? Right. But they just kept doing the movie every few episodes. They just made it longer, which is kind of weird because so Dead Ringers, uh, again, without spoiling it, I compared it to American Psycho, but that's actually incorrect. They don't. They're, yeah. they're not serial killers. They don't. They're, it's actually a psychological thriller, right? About these two people, what they they assume each other's identity for like fuck purposes. It's about their the codependency so, with each other, yeah, and that they can they kind of get off on the fact that they can like take each other's lives. They live it kind of right. prestige, you yeah. know. And one like, of them starts getting like too connected to the other and getting jealous of them. Yeah, and it becomes this like symbiotic toxic relationship between them that ends in a in a you know a, a way a climax let's call it and mm-hmm. uh that doesn't seem like you can actually extend that general plot to a tv show i think this is going to go in a lot of different directions it's just going to start with that idea you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah yeah everyone's already calling it a masterpiece this show <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do you mean you know because it i mean just i've been hearing it around okay. the you know the water cooler he's making work. stuff up he's yeah they're just started, fun with they're, words yeah yeah you know they're just like dead ringers it's the best uh movie ever with two rachel weiss's it's a tv show though yeah yeah whatever <laughs> i'm just saying it's a weird premise at first to stretch out but then you think about it and you go, okay, well, you have those characters. You can probably go, you know, you can do some stuff. Look, Dave, I hear your sane words, but the uh-huh. point is I'm not really listening because I'm going to watch it. Uh-huh. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, I know why you're going to watch it. Yeah, um, it's great. And it's the same reason a lot of people are going to watch it. Uh, the trailer is kind of cool because it shows one of them just covered in blood. Mm-hmm. And I think the other one's pregnant. Yeah. Cool. And that's two different. That's like so many fetishes, all merged together, right? You got, you got, you got all the fetishes. Um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a thing, probably. Yeah, it's gonna be a whole problem. <laughs> it's gonna be a problem. No, it uh, like yeah, to what you're saying, like yeah, I I think they're it's they're just like Fatal Attraction gonna have a job to do, but I do think this one does segue a little bit better. That's why I mentioned I think Hannibal. So. I I think that they can keep doing. Not necessarily crimes, but they can keep evolving the way in which they manipulate and right. fuck each other over. Because I can't stress enough, they don't do crimes head. in the movie. Right, um, they don't, but they they manipulate each other and cause each other's like yeah. such like so many problems be, that ultimately, like I think the Rachel Weisses could be like, yeah, but we got to kind of stick together yeah. because if we don't, like then we won't have anything. We need each other. But I it'd be amazing hate you. if. This is gynecology house where it's <laughs> where they like solve stuff. a new vagina case every week. Oh, That'd yeah. That'd be amazing. Jesus. I never even thought of that as a procedural. That's yeah. fantastic. That's what we, that's what America needs. Thank God bless America. Mm-hmm. You want to thank some more producers? Let's go. All right. A uh, big thank you to Deborah is awesome. Barbara is great and cancer can go to hell. Thank you to Dracula, the bus-driving vampire. No. Thank you to Driftless Rope Mabel's name in the Witch's Book of Blood. Oh, no. Thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you to Evil Ed 209. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Uh 
Thank you to Funky J. Mostly comes out at night. Oh. Mostly. Thank you to Glitterus, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Hype, 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 hype. And thank you to Heathcliff's helping handfuls. Let's thank Ombre says, Mabel, step on me. Thank you. Let's thank ImpossibleWorlds.net, the new quarterly anthology featuring works from creators like Michael Swain. Oh. Let's thank James Cameron's Prolapsed Locomotive. Thank you. Let's not forget forget Krasanovich. Thank you. Let's... Let's all thank together. Look, Ma, I'm on a podcast. Thank you. Also, Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. Thank you. And let's hear from Mercurial Oz. Oh, yeah. And also Mike the Lurker. Thank you. And last but not least, no one can hear you scream in space, McNulty. Booyah. Booyah. Right. Let's go. Let's talk about Lord of the Rings and how they're making a bunch more. <clears throat> This and is... the Hollywood Reporter has put out the fact that this is unrelated to the Amazon show, mind you. Mm. Warner Brothers Discovery is saying that uh, they are hoping to make Lord of the Rings their Star Wars. You know. Right. Because Star Wars is really good right now. Well, here's here's the thing, Dave. This is actually a great art. Like, I really... This is a Hollywood Reporter article, mm-hmm. and I think that's a very click title based off what uh the article is saying and i think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of interesting things happening right now with lord of the rings Mm -hmm. uh because you think that so what's happened is warner brothers discovery has basically purchased all of it right so you think that warner brothers discovery based on their recent track record has a good chance of giving another huge lord of the rings universe what it needs to thrive uh the first time we did lord of the rings uh, in like you know the Peter Jackson version, it was insanely expensive and uh, it was such a gamble. And people who were producing it and needed to make money out of it freaked the fuck out. Right. Uh, and Warner Brothers has shown uh, in in the last like six months a new pedigree of holding the line and tempering their bets. So they're gonna either die of worry. And if they fuck it up, it will tank the brand and company if they go through with this. This is like huge stuff to me. Like, I think this is a make or break moment for Warner Brothers. They're oh, putting 100%. all of their money in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And and I just don't. Here's the other thing. In theory, making more movies set in the Tolkien universe. Not a bad idea. But the fact that like they're saying they they're thinking of Star Wars as the model. And the fact that I just fundamentally don't trust studios right now, mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to go well for them. Well, I just um, think it's the wrong studio, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I guess what what we've always said about Star Wars, which is like, Star Wars is a very unique universe, right? Mm-hmm. And we keep saying, like, tell more stories in that universe that aren't related to the goddamn Skywalkers. And they refuse to. Everything has to be like an add-on. Everything is like we now we know exactly where Luke Skywalker was for every moment of his entire fucking life. Uh, we they're just taking him and picking him apart. And that that entire Darth Vader stuff, they mm-hmm. won't leave it alone. And to the point where it's now like nothing's making sense. And yeah, Lord of the Rings right has of course Sauron. And all uh, right away, my thought is. Stay the fuck away from Sauron. 
I'm begging you, don't do the same mistake as Star Wars. If you're and make gonna, it all one the one story to yeah, rule them all. It's gonna be like, oh, actually, oh, did you know that in between the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, this other thing happened? And then, mm-hmm. oh, did you know that after Lord of the Rings, the last one, Sauron comes back another time, and none of that matter. You know, like when they start like tacking on more and more to the point that the they lose sight of what made the original story is good. And there and make those useless where they're just like a drop in the bucket mm-hmm. where suddenly you're like, oh, great. So I guess nothing in Return of the King mattered because Sauron's back. Somehow Sauron has returned, you know? Um, yeah. No, I hear you. So, I hear you. And, and it's definitely an issue. But I want to play devil's advocate a little bit because if you look at Star Wars, that was a, a significantly great idea uh, by a man who uh, essentially created a world and some auxiliary planets uh, in a certain fashion that the world all took and ran with, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't an overarching kind of like work of art like Lord of the Rings is. They right. have so many things they can pull from. Uh, oh, no. And like, so they can, you know, the Viar or whatever the fuck well, they're called and shit like that. They can do like weird stuff where there's like, oh, we're going to do, can. we're going to talk about gods now. We're going to do the cosmos or 100%. I don't know if they're going to do that stuff, but they, it's there. They have the source it's material. There. But so was the extended universe in Star Wars. I guess that's um, true. There is books and books and books and books and books of unrelated stories. Um, you know, there's a reason the Mandalorian is like their most successful thing. Uh, because it's following characters, but even that couldn't help but to have Luke Skywalker. And look at what Amazon's Lord of the Rings series is doing, which I like. But what is that about? It's about Sauron. It uh, is. It, it's, it's about, about a all, particular time on the timeline. Yeah, it's it's like we're. It's basically what uh, House of the Dragon is to Game of Thrones as well. Right. It's just like let's take the same story of the realm and the people who own the realm. It's right. not like let's go talk about this one battle that happened or these peasants that right. did a thing one time. It's and that's like, why no, I'm very saying much one story. Yeah. That's why I'm saying in theory, Lord of the Rings is a good idea. I don't trust the studios to do it because they're going to write day one. They're going to say, we need uh Sauron in this. We need Gandalf. We need the Gandalf, Gandalf needs to be there. We need the action figure equivalents. Yeah. Yes. And they're going to fuck it up. They're just are. Which I would be totally into a show that's just about like, I don't know, probably not hobbits because hobbits are all over the old ones, but like, I don't know, take it, take the dwarves or, you know, even the fucking orcs and like, let's show them just have a thing. Uh, kind of do honestly do what Tolkien did when he made the Hobbit, you know, like, that is just a yes. There is a ring in that. Yes, Gollum is ties those two works together. But ultimately, it's just about a different journey that is unrelated. That just had mm-hmm. had some like you know random connections with the wider universe. But ultimately, right. it's just about Bilbo and this group of dwarves. But give me one yeah. of those, and I think they sure. could, if they do that, they it, it could be good. Uh, and yeah, worry is well founded. Yeah, I don't trust it because uh, for a few reasons. One. There's no Lucas. There's mm-hmm. no storyteller anymore. He's I dead. think that, yeah, but um, I think that that's actually helpful. It can be. But then you look at like what happens when people build upon it, like what they did with the new Star Wars, where they get reverence for they the wrong things. I think there's that's a also Disney this problem. Par- there's this paralyzing force where they're going to say to themselves, we can't build upon this world 
in a way that doesn't involve the token characters mm-hmm. because otherwise what's the point then we're just telling a fantasy that is, story that's right? true that's a uniquely studio so, way of thinking of it and right. it and could influence it the tolkien world is generic now dungeons and dragons exist you know yeah and so like what makes a lord of the rings story a lord of the rings story well it's got to be around those characters so i just ultimately it just you know i want i hope i hope because i'm enjoying that amazon lord of the rings Mm -hmm. but i just i don't trust it yeah i don't trust it my bigger worry is with the specific studio is as i said it's more of the way in which warner brothers kind of distinguishes itself in business yeah it's not a bad way to run a business it's actually very smart uh in this climate where things are you know bombastic and uh you know slam dunk ips are not slamming the dunks all the time we we're right. you know we have things like marvel where it's like nope they're kind of going away um but Warner Brothers more than any other you know they're they're been shown that they're the most shrewdest and For they're sure. going to temper their bets and that that is death to a fantasy high fantasy yes. needs the money and um, we know now so that like yeah we're hitting that point where it's like amazingly Star Wars is making people groan you know yeah. like they managed to fuck up Star Wars and it's all because of the same addiction they have to sucking everything dry every every property that they already have so it's just it's 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 the same thing i was talking about a few ones back with the i think like the flash trailer i don't think we actually covered the flash trailer i forget where i was talking about this where there was a world where if michael keaton came back as batman i would be so excited but because they brought everybody back han solo back indiana jones i guess it's both harrison ford uh, all the superheroes, the Spider-Mans, they did it so much that they lost what made that fun. Yeah. And they just they just juice you. They juice these characters. And so it's like the idea of like more Lord of the Rings it's or more Star Wars, it's just now I shudder at the thought. I shudder at the thought, but remember that not all stories are equal in this regard. Like you're talking about Disney and you're talking about a children's property. Yeah. Lord of the Rings has never truly been a children's property. And in a way, I think that because things are moving faster, a lot of these companies are learning very quickly. Um, even Disney has shown like there is niche ways to market different types of Star Wars. Look mm-hmm. at Andor. I mean, that thing's going to probably win awards come awards season. That thing ruled. Right. Um, they're finding new ways to market it because they're trying, because obviously it's not working out because they kind of are starting to realize. And this is why Marvel is like, I'm we're stepping back. We're reassessing. Uh, it's, it's Warner brothers who kind of has always been like, they bought HBO, you know, it's this kind of whole concept of they make darker kind of stuff. They make more adult stuff. So I think we're going to get a bunch of different takes on the Lord of the Rings universe. I'm not here to support, you know, necessarily yeah. like Warner brothers is the right fit because of all the stuff I already said, but I do think that we won't necessarily have all those uniquely Disney problems. Yeah, but I think that's what they're going for, and that's what it's what everyone kind of goes for. But they're learning. That's the thing. They're very good at assessing it. Oh yeah, Warner Brothers is imagining that you can open the HBO streaming app, and there will be a section called the Tokenverse. Yeah, well, that is exactly what they want. 
they want to turn it into a brand as opposed to a series and of they'll films have an animation story. for kids they are going have... to yeah they are going to strip it down to the bones mm-hmm. and use as much as they can and stretch it out and make 10 shows over it because that's what they did with star wars and i yeah i guess my feeling on that is like the 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 three lord of the rings films right now as it stands are special and they tell the main story of that universe the story that tolkien wanted to tell and we're going to get to a point where it's just they're going to drain it they're going to it's going to get drained from it's not like those films won't exist still just like the first star wars don't exist or still exist but it's this impulse to turn every film series that's successful into a brand into a Corp- a small it's corporation true. basically some shows will suffer from this that's true what i'm actually more worried about draining the or sucking the life out of it is the how are they going to resolve the amazon prime aspect of this because we're going to have new now competing kind of properties with it's, the same it's, it's going to be like netflix DC versus marvel, marvel yeah exactly it's going to be like no no no, our superheroes you know like right. our lord of the rings is better i guarantee they'll say we want to make it more for kids which makes sense lord of the rings isn't exactly it doesn't have to be for adults but it's it's, it's i just i see it all coming now you know i mm. i it, they want to be the next marvel and what that means is that they will they will bleed this until people are sick of it. <laughs> Dave's got his crystal ball out. We all yeah. got to listen. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm down. I'm down with your take. Uh, I think my take's more nuanced is all I'll say. And, yeah. it, and it is a competition, Dave. It is. All right. Well, everybody uh, d- uh, tweet your votes. Tweet your votes. <laughs> I didn't know I was in a debate, but uh, no, I'm, I'm t- just tweet f- team Abe. You, or tweet mm-hmm. team uh, Buff Dave or Buff team Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, uh, whose take is most right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, it's, AMC it's, uh... is releasing their own popcorn brand. <laughs> I, I this makes I a lot only, of sense to me. Yeah, I only included this because, <laughs> like, yeah, just wait until it dies as a theater and and then cracked in fifty years is like, did you know it used to be a theater chain? Right. Um, as someone who worked popcorn. in a movie theater. Uh, and mm-hmm. made popcorn. I'm just going to tell you now, it's just going to taste like all the other popcorns. Well, of course, but that's what people are buying. That's why they come to the fucking theater and spend $15 oh, no, on it. Yeah, what I, no, what I mean is that like theater popcorn is made in a specific way mm-hmm. that you can't do with microwave popcorn. So like so this people... Is- this is my just going to taste like microwave popcorn. Yes, that's probably what it will be. Because that's nothing, nothing wrong, nothing against Because no, we can't have nice things because it costs money to have nice things and people don't like spending money. But if they're oh, really God. serious about this... Yeah, they, I mean... Oh, I mean, AMC is a soda and popcorn company already before they were doing poorly as a theater, right? Like, that's how they made their money. Oh, that's how all theaters make their money. Exactly. Uh, so uh, they're going to run that shit till they make die. money from ticket sales. Exactly. Uh, uh, but to me, the smart thing would be, to, what would be to do is to make like a cultural kind of expectation, kind of like how Uber and shit did, right. which is they should make like popcorn cars that drive to your place and pop fresh corn right when you watch your movies. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yes. Because that, that's what I was getting at is like... I I hope I'm wrong. Maybe this will be special, but the theater popcorn is delicious because it's freshly popped uh-huh. in that system and they do specific things to make it good that 
I, I don't know. You can sort of do it in microwave popcorn, but it, it, I probably won't be the same. And there's probably some people who are like, popcorn all tastes the same, so I don't even know what you're talking about. Right. Those people can be right, too. Yeah, yeah, to each their own. But like, I think yeah. for the people who are gonna miss the experience of watching a movie in a theater with an like a popcorn made from the popcorn stand in the thing yeah i think that there is a a subset of people who would pay for a kind of thing of like yes i'm gonna buy a movie and it's on netflix do you want popcorn to be delivered to you yeah Yeah. check that box yeah it's It's like weird it's weird that we said it's fine for someone to drive around neighborhoods giving away or not giving away but selling ice cream to kids yeah but we don't get to do that for anything else not beer not popcorn and why not have that as you're proposing here yeah popcorn truck and maybe they blast corn the band they have uh they have taco trucks so it's tacos and it's ice cream that's the only things that were allowed but do taco trucks go around do they go some to street yeah some fuck man why isn't there one Man, fuck. I want Most that. of them get big and then they like just park at they one spot down, and yeah. then they you tweet out. They tweet out that they're like, oh, we're going to be here today. Gross. But like that's, I'm talking, you're talking old school. Like mm-hmm. let's just play a sound and the talking kids the that can hear yeah. us. Yeah, just get those fuckers. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Yeah, ice yeah. cream. What, what did you get? What did you always get? For ice cream trucks? I live yeah. in rural farmland area dude i didn't have well so did i but whenever i visited my grandma the ice cream truck would come and they had the suburb because they were in worcester Mm -hmm. and uh i get get? the ninja turtles obviously with the gumball (laughs) eyes the gumball eyes ninja turtles i don't think i've even had one of those i think i've had maybe uh odd choco taco perhaps okay maybe an ice cream sandwich but i i'm my childhood hood was all about catching frogs and kicking rocks, my man. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah, I was in the thick of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I did I, I I went to the the the, the swimming hole to look at tadpoles. Oh yeah, you did too. I didn't know yeah. it was a competition. Let's let's hear it out. Twitter hashtag right. Buff Abe or Dave? Who won this Fuck. one? Right. You <laughs> get to be Buff Abe this time. That's right. You want to think some more producers with me? I fucking love it, dude. <laughs> um, big old sloppy thank you to Norm from Cheers. Slop, slop, slop. Thank you to Pete Four Pagel. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Wow, we. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. All right. Thank you to uh, Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Okay. Thank you to Screaming Horses New Year's Baby. Thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. Thank you to Sorry Cop, the world's most laughable centrist. (laughs) Yes. Thank you to Steven. Yes. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Woo! Let's keep it going with the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Thank you. Let's hear it for the Oatmeal Savage. Let's hear it for the To Be Terror Bunny says, watch Dead Heat. Mm. Let's hear it for these seven bees. Thank you. Let's hear it for Tiger Drawers, Pratt Thompson, Raindrops keep falling falling on my my head. head. Let's keep hearing it for Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Let's not forget Tux. Tux. How about Vincent? Vincent. Thank you. 
Let's thank Why Don't You Take a Flying Fuck at the Moon. Moon. Let's hear it for your mom. Your mom. And last but not least, because Pie Guy likes being last. Okay. All right. Let's fucking go. So this is the part, and it's my last one, so I'm going to savor it because I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be here after this. Mm -hmm. Dave. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Abe, do you have any movies that deserve a more hype? Uh, oh, are you doing a, a Italian? Italian? I don't know, man. I'm not. I do that to my kitty. I go. I'm an Italian kitty. Uh, yes. uh, I do. All right. Cool. What are they, dude? <laughs> well, okay. So I have one and a half. Oh, right. let's call this one and a half. Fuck. And we'll start. We'll start with the one that's the one. And this comes out April twelfth, limited theaters, and it's called Sick of Myself. Ooh. Um. It is about, uh, it's funny, we were just talking about this in the sense that influencer we don't do the parasocial, yeah. but we do influencer. This is about a woman who um, is uh, kind of at, like, she's co- always in competition with her boyfriend, who's an artist, who <laughs> apparently, uh, according to the synopsis, found success with an installation about stolen chairs. So I think it's going to be like real shallow shit. Um, And she uh, begins to abuse pharmaceuticals that creates a like basically like a rash or scars on her face. It really fucks her up. Yeah, it really fucks her up. And it's like hurting her health. And she's doing it basically just for the attention. Uh, And it's a and it's sort of about this idea of like um, these two people kind. Yeah. Narcissism and trying to one up each other. And her way of doing it is like just by fucking fucking herself up right um yeah they compared it to like eyes with a face uh the like her she's covered yeah. in these bandages i see uh, that. there's apparently a scene where they both fuck while the boyfriend describes how great her funeral would be to her yeah uh, and how it sh- all the people she wants Sounds is there and they're crying me. yeah so Tweet that kind of gives you a vibe of what this it does movie give is. me a vibe i I am actually kind of excited about the premise because I mean, I think it's actually going to go like the trailer makes me think it left me going like that can't be it. And there's a lot of other scenes of like stuff happening that are outside of what my expectations for just a run of the mill of this like thesis would be. So Mm -hmm. I think it's going to go a lot more uncomfortable places than we think it will, which could be rad because obviously they're going to do the influencer culture is going to be a huge target, which is good, but also at this point fairly expected, you know, like that's kind of old hat. And I think there's going to be some social media, for healthcare critique at the same time, probably like down with the system, the system's fucked that we have to like, in order to get healthcare, we have to like appeal to other members of like society to our peers just to Mm -hmm. get money to provide for it. But since she's not doing it for like a real purpose, like she's taking the pills to be a narcissist and get attention, it's probably going to do this uncomfortable thing about how self aggrandizing that action is as well. And I think that that observation seems like they might take that or they might make that like point 
And I think yeah. that's going to be uncomfortable for a lot of people because I don't think people, I think people, it's for a lot of people, it's easier just to say the system's fucked and they, let's just all blame the system. And that's true. That's absolutely true. But I think that this movie is also going to say something more about like how our culture is now surrounding around help me help. I'm the important, I'm the important one here. And it's probably, it's probably going to be fucked up and I kind of want to see it if that's true. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it, it yeah, I, you're spot on. Everything gives me the vibes of like, I bet this is going to be really fucked up in a way yeah. that they're not even showing. Um, right. And it also does have, I mean, we talked about Cronenberg. We've talked about Cronenberg a lot recently. It's very Cronenberg. There's something body it? horror about it that's off-putting that I think they're going to probably just, you know, every now and then just like snap on yeah. and be like, eh, yeah, fuck, <laughs> you're going to yeah, show it, you that image now. It looks generally well made and very visceral in its imagery um, where like the thing that's developing on her face looks really fucked up. Really, and really like scars. Yeah. Like, yeah. Watch the definitely if you have the stomach for it, um, watch yeah, it for sure. Watch the trailer for sure. The second thing I just want to shout out, this is uh, the reason this is a half is because this is currently in Kickstarter phase mm-hmm. um, and they they have a like a sample video. Uh, and this is called Hidari, H-I-D-A-R-I, and it is a stop-motion yeah. period drama around a um, samurai, and it uses wooden carved puppets. And this is one where it's like you kind of have to watch it. So Google Hidari stop-motion to see it. See the style. And it is just a yeah. really fucking slick trailer for like yeah. a really good stop-motion. Like if you even know what... If I were to say the f- phrase mad god, if you were even to know what that is, I think you probably might want to give this a look. Just exactly. because it's like stop motion, but more than anything, it's very imaginative and, and you know, or even Le- Leica. Leica, if you if yes. you like any of the Leica I was going to say, it, Leica to me, because it doesn't look as grotesque as mad god. It looks like it could be for kids if it wanted to be. If it wanted to be, yeah, but yeah, I don't think it I- does. Yeah, I don't think it does either. And but it's, it's get wooden carved stop motion. Right, yeah. Like we're talking like Kubones, two strings, box trolls and all that shit where it like looks like that. Right. Um, and the big thing in the trailer that I want to shout out to is because they're wooden carved, he's mm-hmm. fighting these other puppets and when he slices them, instead of blood, it's fucking wood shavings and dust. Yeah. And it's, it has the same effect of like blood spurting out of yeah, somebody. Yeah, it's got dust. It's got like a spray, but it also has chunks. Yeah, it's got it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure, man. I'm hype about these movies. Yeah. Um, and this one, I just want to say, if you look it up, they have a motion ga- gallery. Like a, it's uh, it's there. Uh, it looks like it's out of Japan. I can't tell. Uh, it is Japanese, the, the plot. Um, and so there is a place where you could like give to this movie. I have no connection to it. I just found it and was like, fuck man, this looks good. I hope it gets made. That's all. That's right. Uh, and Dave as always is on point with this hype. Uh, yeah. though I think, you know, when, when Tom has returned, maybe Tom should cast the hype. You know, you've had the power for too long, Dave. If yes. in my last act before you mute me, before you throw me out of the hype cast office, I want to say, boo, Dave. Hey, thanks for coming. Viva thanks for la coming, Tom. Abe. Thanks for coming, Abe. Viva la thanks for Tom. Coming. Thanks for coming. Hashtag, <laughs> thanks for coming. <laughs> Abe, listen, yeah. the hype orb is mine. Don't know. He's mad with power. <laughs> listen, uh, thank- this has been fun, man. I'm Thank this you for having me on fun. for a few weeks and, you know, let me steer the ship with you. Of course. And thanks for doing podcasts with me, including 
the podcast we're doing together over at Small Beans called Inside Dad. Oh yeah, this whole uh, month is Daddy. Yeah, Daddy Month. Um, people should definitely check it out. It's I'm having a blast with that. A yeah. blast. I'm having. I, I'm really enjoying that. And so I think people will too. Uh, I think, do you want to tell people about that? Yeah, I think people will remember this time as the the Davisons. <laughs> You yeah, know? or the daddy era. The daddy you know? era. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're definitely have been uh, podcasting with each other a lot. And so you can see more of that uh, at patreon.com slash small beans, uh, as I said uh, earlier. Come check us out. We're also making a movie uh, transparently in front of you, uh, which is a cool kind of project. It's called Papa Bear, and it's about Michael Swaim's semi-autobiographical story of his dad coming out as a uh, gay furry uh, when he was around 17. So we're fictionalizing that, and we're making a movie, and we're raising funds for it. And uh, just come over to Small Beans, and you can learn more about that and listen to our movie diaries and shit. Uh, and that's going to take most of our year. That's We're going to be ma- making podcasts and making movies, baby. That's what I'm all about. And and making friends along the way. And that's it for me, I guess. All right. Well, I'm going to plug our Patreon, patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, you know the score. You go on there, you get uh, exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Muller's a Maniac, do stuff with the small beans like Star Trek The Next Futurama and Spielboys. Gamefullyunemployed.com gets you to our merch sco- store. Every Friday night, that is the night of the day this comes out. We watch movies with our patrons as well. So that's these are all things. These are all things. No one er- can deny <laughs> that these, that are, these are, things. are things. Yes. Yeah. Everyone, get on board with the things. Come get, do the yeah. things. Get all you up on our things. maniacs. And let us say goodbye. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W. And find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown. And find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.